You're listening to a Behind Closed Doors podcast on 3CR 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash Behind Closed Doors. Our podcasts are also available on iTunes and Spotify. This show is broadcast on the land belonging to the people of Kulin Nation. Behind Closed Doors 3CR pays its respect to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledges that sovereignty has never been ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You have tuned in into 3CR's program Behind Closed Doors. This program explores all topics related to sex work. We give sex workers and allies a comfortable space to share their experiences. We also appreciate questions from the general public. Behind closed doors aim to uncover what the sex industry is really like. Our program exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful this program is not suitable for little years as there may also be explicit language use. Please email us at bcd3cr at gmail.com. Hi, welcome to Australia's only sex worker radio show. You've got Kitty Galore in the house and also my co-host, my wonderful Sasha Sedek. Hi, Kitty. Hi, everyone. This month theme is all about advocacies. Uh, we're going to uh, talk about uh, all the advocates um, and all the activists and all the feminists there that have been working really hard um, to have equality for sex workers. Now, Sasha, when I met you, what, back in 2015, I want to say, um, <laughs> you were starting out on your journey being an advocate and I too yes. was, you know, at the beginning of my journey and we have bridged many gaps and we will continue to bridge mm. those gaps. Maybe you can share with us what continues to draw you in into your work with advocacy and advocating for sex workers and trans people. You know what? This was just handed down to me. I didn't even ask to be an advocate. <laughs> I, I never see myself as an activist. Uh, but, you know, um, when I was given this opportunity, I thought I'm going to use this opportunity to make the difference for, especially for my trans community, for my trans sex workers community. So I said, I have, I have no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know all the terminology. Like you, when you guys were saying decrim, I didn't even know what decrim means. I know the word decriminalization, but I didn't even know what decrim is. So I, I, I had to Google a lot of the words that you use in our show because um, I did not know anything ab- about sex works law at all. Because like I said before, like we do advocacy through sisterhood we help each other through sisterhood we do not get involved in politics we do not get involved in laws because we are always being a survivor if plan a didn't work we go to plan b if plan b didn't work you go to plan c we always know how to survive we know how to make money and we just need to make money so um <laughs> when i was given this opportunity by you kitty uh I said yes, and but I was really scared because I, I don't want to step on people's toes. I don't want to do wrong for BCD. I, I, I don't know what, what it's all about, but I guess it took me a long time. I think about one year after I feel a bit more confident about where I want to do 
what I want to do and um and who I want to do this for. So that's where I found my purpose of being an advocate for the trans community, especially the sex work community. Thank you, Kitty, for... (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sasha. Thank you, because really I have grown from you being on the team and I find that we've come such a long way and it's our values that really align Mm -hmm. us. We're all about, you know, let's encourage not only each other, but the people around us, our listeners. Yeah. But let's continue to share this community spirit and this awareness of learning together. And, you know, as Mm. you said, when we start out being a new advocate and doing something new, there are lessons there for us to learn, right? The same way I had to learn what pronouns were and why they were important. Yeah. The both of us also had to go through that journey of learning why decrim is important for sex workers and how bad laws can affect sex workers badly. And it's so nice to have worked together for what, three years now? Yes, three years. <laughs> and Kitty, how did you actually get into this? How did you even got involved to be wanting to do a radio show when I first started out as a sex worker I started to realize a lot of what I was doing I had to learn through making my own mistakes and figuring things out for myself the journey felt very much alone in terms of finding information educating myself and researching which you know is fine for me to do however once I felt like I had made enough money for myself that I was stable again. I felt like I would have liked to have someone guide me in that journey beginning as a sex worker. So then I started looking up places that I could volunteer at so that I could help sex workers who were in my position starting out. And I so happened to find Red at Star Health who took me on as a volunteer and because I've got Uh, multiple languages under my belt. They made me very useful working with migrant sex workers. Following that, I then met a few sex workers who were very interested in law reform, uh, which then became to be Sex Work Law Reform Victoria. And they were really patient with me. And they taught me what decrim was about, why it was important. Um, I also tested the waters with other organizations as well. Um, But I suppose I had to go with where I felt most comfortable, where I felt most welcome, the place that had the most patience for me to help me in my learning journey. And then Mm. I realized, well, okay, what I'm doing is great, but it's not enough. And that's where when the opportunity to start this radio show came about, I had to do that interview with 3CR. Uh, We were at the point where, you know, we were considering hiring the studios at 3CR. But when we spoke to the managers, uh, they said, why don't you pitch us instead? When you say we, how many of you? It was myself and two other people at that stage. Uh, One wasn't actually. So you, you, you kept up with the ideas. Yeah, well, I had to find people who would be on board with running the radio. Oh, so it was your idea. Okay, (laughs) all right. (laughs) So you're Uh, the the main founder of BCD. Kitty's got many ideas. Kitty just needs (laughs) volunteers to help encourage her and to help remind her to keep moving forward despite the dreams being so big. (laughs) Okay, let's continue uh, the journey of you at 3CR. 
So when we pitched at 3CR, I wasn't expecting to become a volunteer at 3CR. Our idea was just to use the premises to make our own podcasts, uh, to have good quality Mm. shows going to air. But then 3CR turned around and said, we love this idea of bringing sex worker voices to air and not the voices that are already on mainstream media, but voices that haven't yet been heard. And I suppose because of my community service background that I was already establishing, I was really like, I was, and I still am really genuine about bringing more sex worker voices to air. And, you know, you and I, Sasha, we constantly talk about how we can have more reach and we're always Mm. inviting all sex workers to reach out to us, to claim this space and to use this time to bring their voices to air because not all sex workers can be represented by one voice. Um, There are many things that we all agree about, but you know, our journeys are so different and it really depends on what type of sex work that you do. Uh, It really depends on your own journey and each journey is validated. You know, those stories are Mm. real. Of course, those stories are real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you because I've been interviewing a few of the trans elders sex workers who've been doing sex work in the 80s they are the real underbelly oh my god like serious crime serious everything is serious so they are like super gangsters compared to now sex work is a lot easier for us we don't have to go through all those things now so I would like that's why you know I said every voice's needs to be heard that's why we're giving this platform for all sex workers and of of course allies too for your voices to be heard we want to use this platform for your stories we want to hear your stories because not not many people talk about it anymore you know and it's hard for the general public to hear something that questions their beliefs Um, You know, Mm. media has portrayed sex workers in a certain light. So when people like you and I can have, you know, very cordial, genuine conversations, I think people are often taken aback. Um, They're wondering, why aren't we swearing every second word? But, you know, as you have, as many of our listeners have heard in our previous shows, sex workers aren't the type of people that's being portrayed in the media, I just want to say sex workers, you know, this is my body, my choice. Everybody would agree my body is my choice. So sex workers, this is um, our choice um, to use our body and um, for pleasure and getting paid for it. I mean, why not? If you're good at it, why not, right? So I think people, the public needs to stop slut shaming. Like, you know what? I really like that when... I'm a big fan of Married at First Sight. And, you know, when Dominica was exposed by one of the, uh, one of the couple uh, with her nude pictures from OnlyFans, a lot of the people from the public are annoyed by it because people said sex work is work. And 123,000 petition has, people have signed to get Olivia to be charged for revenge porn. So you know what? Australia is getting better now. Talking, people are accepting about sex work. People, people understand about sex work. So I was so proud and saw that 123,000 within a few weeks uh, 
people sign petition just to get Oliver uh, in court for revenge porn. Because ultimately, sex work is a service. It's like, mm. are you going to get mad because someone's using an accountant to help resolve their financial needs? Um, are you going to get yeah. mad at someone for going to a GP because they have health concerns? You know? Yeah. We need to acknowledge sexual health as a human biological need that every human needs a level of human connection. It's not always even touch, right, Sasha? Sometimes it's just connecting with someone, having a a conversation with someone. Companionship. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes sex work is not just sex. It's it, there's a lot of category like I like I said some people would pay uh, a sex worker just to eat in front of him because it's a big turn on for him so they that just eat fun? you just all no it's almost like that I've been in that situation before and then he he was in his hotel and then I called another two more girlfriends because why not right since he can pay so I called another two more girlfriends and said like well we need to eat naked are you game? And they say like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we we ate naked in front of him and he just perv on us and that's it. You know, he Sasha, didn't even get to finish himself. So it's not really sex. I think it's very confronting to know that there are strong, confident women who are comfortable mm. using their body to make a living. And therefore, because- 100%. People don't understand this industry and this industry is shrouded with mystery and shrouded with the way only, you know, the media depicts us. They don't understand yet what sex workers are really like. And ultimately, when they find out that we are just everyday humans, it's very confronting, (laughs) you know? It's like, this is just someone else who's learned to be comfortable naked and providing a service to clients whomever those clients are and you know it's not it's not it's actually no different with other people doing it for free so the the clever one get paid for it (laughs) right i want to start shame Um, (laughs) but, but i think what's important is that you know we we set boundaries and we champion what we believe is right and we don't put other people down for what they believe is right for themselves. So, you know, I come from a very devout Christian family and it's very unfortunate that some of my family members don't yet understand the LGBTIQ plus community. Some of them don't understand sex work and I don't know if I would ever come out to them, but ultimately... Sis, uh, hmm. but you know what? They do not have to understand. They Anybody do not have to agree or do not have to understand, but they just have to respect a person as a human being. Correct. And yeah. in the same right, I want to respect their religion and I want to respect mm. their views um, and not change them because the way I yeah. see it is that I don't want to be hypocritical. Yes, they may want yeah. to change me, but I'm not going to do the same thing back to them because I want to show that respect and that courtesy and I think that's the this is why we advocate yes that's the power of advocating yeah in a way Mm. that's really respectful and in a way that is um 
in a way that's, you know, I don't want to say the right way because there are many ways to advocate for something and I don't want to diminish other ways. But this is my way. No, I don't think that's right or wrong. I don't think that's right or wrong. There's, There's no right or wrong ways. I don't think so. I think it's just... Two words: be respectful and be kind. I think I'm very Gandhi about this. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you won't find me, you know, causing a ruckus, but you'll find me just in some ways going on strike. In a way, using my silence or removing myself from a situation to show that I don't support a particular situation. And you know, there's sometimes when I will stand up, like if I see someone berating their partner at Coles or Woolies, like I do intervene because I feel like if someone's being hurt, then I'm willing Mm -hmm. to stand in that gap and be hurt alongside them because they should never be alone in that situation. And I can say that because when I was going through family violence, myself as a victim survivor, I was able to come away from that because I had random people off the street stand up for me. And I'm forever grateful for that and because someone was able to advocate for me I'm now able to stand in that gap and want to use my time and my life to help advocate for others yeah 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 of course I think from life experiences you do want to make change like every every each one of us have our own um, story to tell so this is when we use our trauma to make good for the community so everybody can write their own narrative instead of other people writing their narrative for them. We can't really change the world all at once, but we can start by working with the communities around us and actually helping those around us who want that help or who need that help and who consent to receiving that help. Talking about... um, conceiving helps like with organization I'm not trying to put organization organization down but this is from life experiences especially with my trans sisters um, sex workers like when they need help where are all these organization when they said they're gonna I'm talking about sex work organizations why there's no help for us why they always said they will help um, everybody but when we reach out there's no help for us so and I also learned that a lot of organizations are getting really really toxic as well so why can't they work together and um and you know do something right because with all toxicity (laughs) a lot of sex workers are too scared I'm not just talking about trans sex workers I'm talking about the whole uh, genders mm-hmm. of sex workers because mm-hmm. I, I, I actually talked to them on, on Twitter because they, they actually are aware of these toxic things going on with organization and they don't know who to reach out to. They mm-hmm. don't know who to believe. Mm-hmm. So I think this needs to be talked about. Like why can't sex work organization work together? I would love to see that dream as well. I think ultimately organizations, regardless of who they are, because I know there are many out there, I think they mean well, but unfortunately it could be because of policy and procedure or limitations or funders or lack of funding um, or misunderstanding and gaps. There are so many gaps or maybe even gaps in training that stop access 
for sex workers or victim survivors to get the help. I see this in almost every organization. And I won't say that it's only limited to our sex worker industry, but I see it very commonly everywhere because when we are working with trauma-informed care, uh, the staff who are in this position of giving the care also need to be looked after. So it's really my dream uh, to see the Simon Sinek vision where Uh, management can look after staff so staff can better look after their clients, whether those clients are sex workers or victim survivors of family violence. And it's, it's a cyclical gap right now. It's like we really need people who are so passionate about this, right, who really want the change, who are willing to see these gaps be worked on and, and removed, closing these gaps, like not only identifying it as you have just then, but also working to find yeah. solutions to close those gaps. Yeah, I think I think you're right. But you know what? Then what's the point of having organization to help sex workers if your staff can't help sex workers? If your staff needs to be helped to help sex workers? I just don't get it. Like I'm just talking out loud. I think a lot of the public can relate to this. Like what's the point? That's why trans sisters, sex workers always rely on each other instead of organization because pointless. There's I no hear point. you. They get some you. of them even get funded, and and what's the point with all that money? You can't do anything to sex workers. You can't help sex workers. You know, Sasha. I promise you, if I find myself in that role where I'm looking after organization staff, I promise to bring change in that situation. Yeah. I promise this wholeheartedly because you're right. We do need change and we need staff, whether they're allies Mm. and peers to be able to care for themselves. So they don't have that burnout. So clients don't have a changeover in, uh, you know, who's looking after them and clients can feel safe, secure, supported rather than being turned away, as you have said. Correct. So really, like, as part of my advocacy, like, I really want to commit to this. And in the future, if I ever find myself in that position where I can close those gaps, I promise you, Sasha, Mm. I am there. (laughs) I know you will, sis. I know you will. I'm just saying, like, this is from past experiences, why trans sex workers do not reach out to organization anymore because they've been turned down before or either it's not even cultural appropriate for them because they do not, a lot of them do not learn about cultural people. Like this is 2022 already. You need to, you need to be more inclusive. I hear where you're coming from. And I know the ball is rolling very slowly, but it Mm. is moving. If you wind back time, 10, 20 years, we were only at the beginning of accepting LGBTIQA plus community. And now like, look at you, you're on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. You know what? I, you know, the longer I stayed at Tristar, the more fight, uh, the more uh, flame I get. (laughs) Because I want to, I want to create changes. I want to, I want to be, I want to be that person to to get involved with all creating all the changes, which especially now with the uh, trans community, with trans organization, there's a lot of changes going on right now. Trans uh, sex workers are more inclusive now with the services. Um, also with colored people, uh, uh, they have put colored people 
they prioritize colored people now. So which is good, you know, because we we have never been acknowledged before. So trans people, colored people, never been acknowledged before. It's this is true true facts. So um, it's very unfortunate, but it's changing now. I can see a lot has changed now, especially with, with the trans. Yeah, with the trans uh, organization, um, a lot has changed, and I'm just happy that I get to witness this uh, firsthand now that um, changes is happening. I and I hope with sex work organization can follow that and even work with them together if you can work together you will create magic you can, we will have a lot of people's lives i think it's only a matter of time until these things do come true sasha i believe that wholeheartedly mm-hmm. and for me i only see it as a matter of time until they do come true very recently i've been watching a lot of ted talks and somehow somewhere or another they're all about the same message like bridging gaps starts with not just sharing our philosophy and trying to push what we're advocating for but first listening to the other person who's on the other side of the bridge right Mm. and helping them to be in a comfort zone where they feel comfortable opening up sharing with you and then only once you've listened to their story and understood them then only try and bridge the gap by slowly introducing them to areas that they might be uncomfortable with, such as sex work. Mm. And that's how I believe we need to bridge the gaps rather than just pushing our ideologies onto them who might not be ready. First, we need to listen and then share very slowly once we've built that trust and connection with them. It's very interesting because very recently I was listening to a TED Talk where you had um, a guy who come from a Black American heritage, and he had actually made friends with someone who ran the KKK, which is obviously a white supremacy group yeah. who think, you know, all Correct. other cultures and races are beneath them. And mm. this mm. person made friends with this leader of the KKK. And through this friendship, it eventuated that this leader finally stepped down from running the KKK clan. And that speaks volumes about creating that connection, building trust and creating a friendship so that, you know, the human connection comes first. And that's the way to bridge the gap. One of the quotes that comes to mind from that particular TED talk is we don't have to always agree with what someone says, but we have to respect what that person says. And it's exactly what you said less than 10 minutes ago. Mm. (laughs) So. <laughs> it's, it, I agree, see, so I think a lot of organizations needs to do a lot more trainings. Like recently, um, I've worked with Zoe Bell organization where we do um, uh, a training for an organization called In Touch. They want to expand their services to trans people, transgender women especially. And we talk about sex work as well. Family violence also involved with sex work, not only with family so yeah so I guess if people really wants to expand their service want to get to know more or wants to learn more about trans people you can reach out especially Zoe Bell they are doing a, a really good training for trans people where you can learn a lot more about culture about sex work about anything so yeah I said it 
<laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we are running out of time. But before we end, I think one of the things that Sasha and I would love to do is to really encourage our listeners to start being advocates themselves. If you haven't yet, be become- a feminist. Everybody, everybody <laughs> needs to be a feminist. Full stop. <laughs> and call Sasha's- out when you think it's not right. Yeah, Sasha's. Uh, definition of being a feminist is just to support women and not take a Mm. back seat when you see something unfair taking place being a feminist does not mean you're hating on other people but being a feminist means you're Mm. standing up for women and for the woman for those who have less voices and currently you know it is women it is our trans community it is our lgbtiq plus community it is our sex work community so Thank you for joining us in this episode uh, and for listening to our show. If you're not yet a vocal advocate, we really want to encourage you uh, to find that confidence to speak up wherever, whenever you see injustice. Um, And also feel free to reach out to us if you're an ally or if you're a sex worker so that we can showcase your voice here at bcd3cr at gmail.com that's the best way to contact us or on all our social media pages which is at bcg3cr that's wonderful sasha thank you so much for your advocacy and your continuing hard work likewise 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 here is a huge toast to all of you advocates listening in and those of you who are Mm. thinking of stepping up into this space we need you we need your voice and we need people to start taking sides because when we don't take sides silence only enables the oppressor and that is a quote by ellie weasel thank you so much you've been listening to behind closed doors australia's only sex worker radio show thanks sasha thanks kitty good night everyone This is a replay from an episode of Behind Closed Doors. We sincerely hope you enjoy this episode as much as we have enjoyed producing it.